0: Greetings, heathens and heretics, and welcome to our coronation special, because we're going to spend the next two fucking hours kneeling for our king. Aren't we, peasants? Kneel, peasants! Worship the fucking king! Or we could just look back at all of April's albums and a few other bits and pieces, if that's...
1: So when is is it? Is it when is the coronation? Is it Monday? It's
0: Saturday. Well, it's actually Saturday, isn't it? But the, the tomorrow, whole yeah. country is, is street parties and fucking... Hero worship for the next three days and an extra bank holiday. So you know, oh. and it's going to be tipping it down. Apparently, well, of course it fucking. This me. is
1: why. This is why I don't live in the UK. You <laughs> must crying.
0: kneel and worship your king.
1: So he's going to be what, going through a, in a golden carriage, riding past like you know food banks and yeah, you know fucking twat. Yeah, it's just
0: what the country needs.
2: On a, on a lighter note the Tories have got absolutely buggered in the local elections in the last day.
0: Hey, the, the Tories got fucked like a motley crew group. Right? I mean, we've was... lost
2: over a thousand seats. Yeah. that's I'm just, you know, we, we take our wins where we can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Fuck the Tories. That was a bit of a result last night. Look, not that it's going to get much better anytime soon, but still it's, it's a step in the right direction at least. Yeah. So um, anyway, enough talking about that. Cause it's fucking depressing. Look, all three of us are back on this podcast for I think the first time in about six weeks. Isn't yeah, it pretty much? Gotta be in it. So the the first order of business, and this will be the last time we talk about in any great detail, is Padre's opinion on 72 seasons, because we've both had ours. So it's um the man who was going to be the most difficult to please, basically. Is it's the floor's yours, mate. What did you think of it?
1: I mean, I've 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 been reading some of the the reviews and first out I'm I'm getting a bit sick and tired of these fucking YouTube content creators like re-recording the fucking solos and being like oh they're too simple and this is how I would make them better okay but you didn't write it in the first place you didn't write the album you didn't write the music and you're just some guy who is who's quite clearly you know a decent guitar player but how many albums is your band sold you know, it's just like you've like you've said before. A uh, uh, Metallica fan say Metallica of something, but like it, it's all this like, oh, I don't agree with Hammett because he says like, this is good sailors are simple and like, oh, there's not enough arpeggios in it and, and sweet picking isn't as easy as he thinks. And but you know, I mean, if you've these these people these content creators, they're they're like they're in their twenties, they're in their early thirties. Like if you're Kirk Hammett, you've been doing it since you were sixteen. And, of course, you're going to get bored. You're going to want to do different things. And I'm sorry, I think they've earned the right to. And, I mean, I saw another, another review from an Australian magazine about, about fans being deeply disappointed with it. I, 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 think, it's, I think the album is, is more than satisfactory. It's, there's some good stuff on there. I like Sleepwalking, to, sleepwalking Through Life. I yeah. um, like that bass intro. I think some of the riffs are good. I mean, but okay, it's like, what, what is it you're expecting? They've they've earned those first five albums, bought them enough collateral. Yes, we had to sit through load and reload. And even then and, on and some some Anger album, and, and Lulu. Yeah, Lulu, that's that's whatever. That's like the kind of thing. When you get that big and you've got that much money, you can go off and do something like that. You know, that's you know, that's different. That's a side project. But um, you know, Death Magnetic had some good stuff on it, hardwired had some good stuff in it. I mean, I'm not expecting an album from them that's completely killer all the way through. The, the main thing for me is they've put out a new album. They're going to go and tour on it. They're going to give the fans who go to the gigs what they want. They're doing the two nights back-to-back in a lot of places. And um, they're, they're still able to, to produce the goods live. And uh, I think that's, 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 that's really the, the, the message people should be taking. It, again, it's like, they're all, they're, how old are they now? They're in the, in the 60s now. They're, they're, all,
0: they're in the, all around the 60 mark, yeah.
1: Right, okay, so like, when you're 60, yes, you know, can you keep churning out material like that? Can you keep writing lyrics like you did on Justice for All Massive Pucks? Can you have this, is it, is, it, is, it, is it easy, is it even possible to have the same level of creativity? I mean, a lot of people forget that, yes, Hammett wrote some of the songs on the first five albums, but a lot of that stuff, it was all Hetfield. Yeah. On his four track. You know, that that's one person, one person coming out of all those riffs, all those songs, and then Aurica arranging them and stuff, them coming together and like you know exchanging ideas and stuff. So, um, you know, if I was in, you know, if I was back in 2003 again, would I be having a, a fucking embolism? No, no, I wouldn't, because I think said was crap. Um, but I watched uh, my wife put some kind of monster on the other day, just randomly. 'Cause it's been popping up on Netflix because I think a lot of people are watching it. I've watched it again.
0: We, I've watched it again
1: lately as well. We watched it again. Firstly, I think on that, on that note, um, looking back at it because like they're they they're the same age as we are now in that video. Oh, in that, in that movie.
0: Hell. yeah, they are, aren't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. Right. So like this is the, and my wife made a very good point. She goes, It's very different watching that some kind of monster back in two thousand and three when you're twenty two. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck happened? And now you watch it as a 41, 42, 43 year old, and you're like, okay, I get this now. Because there's 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 quite a lot of things that like that get said in that. And you know, you, you do you turn 40 and you're you start looking around, you, you reassess things, you reevaluate things. And and for me, it's like fair play to Hetfield, especially, because to, to go through therapy and then to have it on the fucking film, warts and all, and then there's like the, the there's the outtakes where um I think. If you go on YouTube, you can watch the deleted scenes. And, and quite a few of them are about Newstead. And I think Hetfield makes a quote like, um, "Oh, you know, you know, 20, 25 years ago, I would have been like, you know, this is so lame, like therapy. and Metal runs through my veins and I don't need a therapist kind of stuff. Because Newstead was criti- criticising them to one of the roadies and one of their staff who was like, oh, you know, they're acting like a load of homos. And I was just thinking, do you know what? In that movie, Newstead Newsted is the one that comes off across as the biggest t- bigger tip. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he doesn't come across well. And then when you watch the um, the extras where he's, like, phoning up people that are on their staff, their roadies, their guitar techs and stuff, and, and like, just effing and blinding at them. And being like, oh, did you get Voivod kicked off the set with the European tour of this other band because they've got the same management as Metallica? <laughs> and you've got Ulrich, he's like, you know, he's left the band, he left the fucking band, you know? And um, it's, yeah, so, and, like, be cards on the t- cards on the fucking table you know if, if people are wondering where Padre's been the last four or five weeks um you know like I said I can empathize with the whole therapy thing so I'm fucking in therapy right now I'm having serious mental health issues and it's not fucking fun um so to, and would I would I want would I want myself to be filmed talking to a therapist fuck no that takes fucking balls and I don't know if it's because they just got so used to it with some of the other videos they did or they were just like you know, fuck it who cares like we don't care anymore. Um, so, yeah, I mean, fair, fair fair play to it. Fair fair, fair play to them. It's, it's, I think it's a solid album. I think it's worth listening to. I think it's worth seeing live. Um, there's some good riffs on there. The solos I don't have a problem with. Um, and um, I think you know where I am now compared to where I was when like Set Anger came out or Reload came out. I'm I'm I'm, a mo- I'm I'm a lot more forgiving. You know because it's like when Load came out. And when reload came up. That's much that's chronologically much closer to Justice for Master Puppets. But now we're so far removed from those albums. I mean, those albums are what? Fucking oh dear God, like twenty-six, twenty-seven years ago? Load and reload, oh yeah. <laughs> no, the stuff in the eighties. What what is it? No, that's,
0: that's thirty plus years ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how can you I mean, that, that album is older than a lot of the fans, and that album is older than a lot of the people who are criticising their solos and stuff, and their riffs. And I don't, I'm sorry, I just, I don't care anymore. And like, you know, are Led Zeppelin still making music? Well, is Aussie is well. coming out with anything good? No, it's just like you get to a point where just be happy that they're still making stuff that they can tour on and then they can, you know, give people the opportunity to, you know, see them live and experience it. I think, I think
0: we, be- we've, we've said it on this podcast before, haven't we, that I'd rather have them around making albums that aren't so great, even though I, I, I really like 72 seasons, but still playing live, still playing the classic songs, Metallica, Maiden, Priest, Anthrax, you know, all of them. I'd rather have them at least playing live so you can still go and enjoy what they do. Yeah. It's exactly. just about the new material, is it?
1: And Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Like, you know, when they when they all finally go and kick the bucket, those, that back catalogue is still going to be there. There's going to be people coming along in, in 40 years' time, touch wood, you know, because we don't know what's going to happen. Um, and finding those albums and be like, fuck me, use the slot? You know? And uh, we, we, we can be there in, when we're pensioners, being like, I fucking remember seeing them play with Dave Lombardo from Slayer. <laughs> you know? It's like, that's, that's what it's all about, really. That's like, exactly again, what it's all about. Exactly and you you can, you can gripe on about albums and oh it's not that good and stuff like that. But what what are some of my my most treasured memories? Big Day Out '99, first time I got to see them. You know that that's that that was a seminal fucking moment. Download '2004. You know other times I've seen them. Red in '2003. Um, you know these are they're important moments in in people's lives and you know and that, and it's because of their music. And it's because of what they do. It's because they're still out there doing it, and they're going to be able to provide those moments to a lot of other people. So just fucking, you know, cut the shit. Stop with the stop with the YouTube channels and all the content. I don't care. I'm, no, no one really cares, you know. Fuck it, you know. Rewrite his solo. Right now, go away and write the solo to fade to black. Write the solo to one. Write the intro solo to no remorse, and then come back to me, and then I might take an interest in what you've got to say. You know. So that's that's my two cents.
0: Amen to that, motherfucker. Also, just to add to that, I uh, something looked up on YouTube yesterday that someone has edited the album down to about 62 minutes.
1: Also, could I just add one point? Going back to the St. Anger things and, and stuff like that. Hetfield clearly had a lot of emotional baggage going back to his childhood. He clearly used the music and the the, the kind of... The paraphernalia which came with Stardom, the access to the the drink and the girls and the and the lifestyle, to kind of anesthetize himself to what was going on in, in his life, and then obviously he gets to, he gets to around the the time they they were making some anger and he must he must have said to himself, or s- someone must have said to him, maybe it was his wife, you know, someone's got to give, um, you need you need help, and he went and got it, um, and the thing is, you know, and, and what he's probably realized since that point is that he has some form of mental health illness that's not going to go away, whether it's addiction, depression, anxiety, whatever. Um, And it is fucking impossible for a lot of people to be creative when you are fucking depressed or when you're anxious or when you are in the throes of addiction. Fuck drugs being amused. Yes, they are for some people. But if you've been doing them for a long time, and I don't think alcohol is amusing anyway, it's going to have its, it's going to take its toll on you. I've got fucking depression right now. I'm in the fucking throes of it. I'm in a major fucking mental health crisis. And I have to go into class and I cannot be creative. And I'm a very creative teacher. It is fucking impossible. And then you have, and then you've got the performance aspect to it. I and mean, I've got fucking fuck stigma. I've got no problem talking about it. I mean, like, you know, entertaining people and being open. <laughs> Excuse me. So it's fucking difficult. I mean, you know on, on on the other note if anyone's listening to this if you've got mental health issues fucking hit me up on Instagram I don't like talking to people fuck the stigma get help if you need it advocate for yourself
0: it might be better I've hit not- him up on Facebook though because he still doesn't know how to use Instagram so <laughs> st- stick with stick with Facebook but it's it's like, it, it's it's very frank padre i mean that's you know and, and it's it's someone's worth talking about and you're right about James Hatfield it's <laughs> I I feel funny enough, I, I had a similar kind of feeling towards watching some kind of monster again. You're right. 20 years later watching it again, because I haven't watched it since we first watched it all those years ago. And back then it seemed like oh, this is a fucking joke, this is ridiculous. But now you watch it and it is completely different. It's that they they reached a point in their tenure as a band that they clearly couldn't be in a room together anymore, which is to be expected when you think about how intense their lives must have been the touring schedules, tour, record, tour, record, all the pressure from fans, media, the, the, the stick around the Black Album, Load, Reload, all of it, it's going to take its toll on the human brain eventually. And,
1: and, and the other thing as well is, is that we'd all like to say that <coughs> we wouldn't do it and we wouldn't get like that, but if you're married or you're in a long-term relationship and you're out on the road for a year at a time, all the fucking sensations get thrown your way and you can be like an absolute stoic as a rock and then that one one time you break and maybe you hook up some and then maybe you do it again because once you've done it it becomes easier. But just imagine that you're not doing it because you're a bad person. Maybe you're doing it because you're lonely. Maybe you do it because you want some intimacy. Maybe you're doing it because you miss your partner. But just imagine the kind of guilt that would come with that. Yes does it become easier probably. I've never cheated on anyone I can't really speak from experience. Does it become easier? Yes. Does that level of guilt, though, become smaller? No, I would say we get, it would probably become crippling. And those kind of mental health stresses can turn into other bigger problems. So you've got the stress of being on the road, you've got the stress of being creative, you've got the stress of the lifestyle with the, with the, with the temptations and the drink and the drugs and the women and, and, or the, the men, if you get, if, you know, or whatever it is, your preferences. That is going to take its toll. And and when you go home, you're not going home to a partner and your kids, where you can just switch off. You're going to a hotel. You're going to a hotel room, and you're eating the same fucking food. And then it's onto the bus, and it's onto the next point. And it's people always wanting a piece of you. They want. They want the autograph. They want the picture. They want to tell you about a story. They want to tell you about how like they tried learning your song and the guitar. And, always, and you just and even when you're in a really shit mood or you, you just want to fucking end it, you, you've got to be like, yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. You know, and it's just like, it's fucking impossible. And it, and, it, and it, to some extent it's like that as a fucking teacher or something. You know, everyone wants a fucking piece of you, And you're just like, I can't be fucked to do this. But you've got, you, you're, you're crushed by the weight of fucking responsibility because you've got, well, I'm in a pastoral role and I have to give my time and energy to these people, but I really cannot be fucked. And then you feel bad when you come out of your job because you're not being as creative as you can. And you know you're not doing the job to the best of your ability. That can have its fucking soul, yeah. And then, obviously, as well, there are parallels between, between jobs. Like, for example, I have to be observed and I have to listen to someone fucking rip my lesson plans apart and all this kind of stuff and tell me everything I did wrong. Well, it's like that if you release an album and the whole world goes, oh, what you've just done is shit. What does that feel like? What effect does that have on someone?
0: Yeah, it's the same. It's the same as sport. It's the same as sportsmen, isn't it? Where, you know a footballer yeah, yeah. performs badly, and they absolutely rips to shreds on social media. It's the same. It's
1: the same thing. Hey, why didn't you write Master of Puppets again? Could you? Could you get anyone? Would you? Would you go up to Beethoven and go? Well, why don't you write your Ninth Symphony?
0: You got to realise that you know you're talking nearly forty years between Master of Puppets and the new album, and mentally, emotionally, they could be completely different people. People completely I, different.
1: I was, different. I, I was reading. I was reading like, you know, you get the memories thing pop up on Facebook and like, my wife was, my wife did the same thing and like, I was reading something I posted in 2008 when I w- would have been 27 or 28 and then stuff from 2009 and stuff from 2010 and I've, I've even found stuff on an old USB I had going all the way fucking back to so when I was like, you know, at university and I was reading it and I was going, what the fuck? I, I was so much fucking wittier and intelligent back like, you know, Like and I I couldn't come up with those kind of jokes anymore. You know. I mean, do you remember some of the stuff I used to post on Metal Pigeon? Like the really funny technical jokes. But I don't know if I've got that in me anymore. And it's not because I've got more stupid. It's because I I just I don't I don't think along those lines anymore. Well you 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 don't. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. So if If you're gonna write in the same
0: way we did 20 years ago, so if you're gonna write,
1: if you if if you're gonna write uh Sgt Pepper, or if you're going to write, you know, Jump 1984 by Van Halen, or Master of Puppets, or any any seminal, album, would you do it again 20 years later? Probably not.
2: Well, people overlook the fact that, and it's, it's a lot of times people <laughs> who aren't creative themselves, that the great art, it's it's like a chemical reaction. It happens specifically at that time with specific ingredients. You you can't repeat it. You might, you know, yeah. some ingredients yeah. you can use again to good effect, but you are not going to create the exact same chemical reaction. You know, th- these things are of their time and they're great because they were done at that time and represent where those people were, where a per- person is. You know, the fact that Metallica are capable of much better than 72 seasons, it doesn't mean we're ever going to get bad again because we've already had that. We shouldn't really need it again. It's you know that expectation. It's it's unfair in some ways because you can't. It's one of the one analogy I heard about living life the other day was was cars. You know what's the maximum speed a the average car can travel at? One hundred fifty miles an hour?
0: Yeah, probably something exactly
2: one hundred fifty miles an hour. That is a car at their best, fast and you know fast, but it's not designed to go one hundred fifty miles per hour all the time no. you hit you do that very 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 occasionally and o- o- almost never because the laws don't allow you to the fact that you can do that doesn't mean you should be doing that all the time or many times and it's like life we're not supposed to be working at our best at all times it's our best for a reason it's supposed to happen here and there we're supposed to be living our lives you,
1: you're right but the optimist. problem is the problem is you you people expect the best all the time yeah so you've always got that how many times have you heard well you know we're looking for people that you know it's more than a job it's oh, a life right. it's it, yeah, yeah yeah you you gave me a contract and i'm fulfilling what you want in that contract and i i i fully accept the argument that there is also the kind of unwritten social contract where you kind of agree that yes i'm going to turn off. i'm going to I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be on time. I'm gonna to try to do the job to the best of my ability, and I'm gonna, you know, do this, this, and this. I'm gonna be compassionate and empathetic, and you know, all the, all those other kind of like soft skills that you might use in multiple kinds of jobs. But also, there's a responsibility on behalf of the employer to enable to to create the environment necessary for you to be able to reach those levels, right? And again, and then they'll not also have the expectation that you're gonna reach those levels all the fucking time, unless unless they are specifically laid out in writing and non-ambiguous, right? So is it a case of people need to cut artists some slack and be like, we're not expecting this all the time. We just want an album that we can sit there and tap our foot along to. (coughs) And when you you come to my town, I will go and buy a ticket, go and see you, and I will get all the old stuff that I really like and I will enthusiastically support you. I mean, like, what, you know, what must it feel like when you've put an album and, you know, you, you, you're meeting your fans and like, oh, I fucking love Master Puppets, but you're, you're, the, the last four albums are shit. They're fucking crap. What have you done? What have you produced? You know, it's like most people go through life in terms of artistic output and they leave no footprint behind. That band has left an indelible footprint. They fucking founded an entire subgenre What more do you fucking want? You know, how many people have they influenced? I think I think that, that's that, fucking that that
0: that, that 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 that's actually sums up where Metallica are now. So fair play to, why they can't doing what to them. Why they're enjoying can't it, these, it, why,
1: why can't these fucking magazine artists, reviewers and, and journalists just go, right? Yeah, it's not bad. What well, not their best, but it's solid. And thank you for putting an album because it does not yeah. sell.
0: Yeah, I love his clickbait. To be perfectly honest with you, so it, it, it gets reaction. The fact that we're even having this conversation, it's 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 the reaction that those cause that people will go out of their way to to write a review that will create a reaction because it then creates engagement, doesn't it? It's, it's clickbait. It's, it's, exactly it's an academic.
1: Sport. It's an academic activity. It's like it's like yeah, doing the media studies or English lit, and you've got to review a book and you've got to find the the, the flaws in it or you've got to analyze it. Yeah, yeah you're analyzing. Art it's an academic practice. It doesn't really fucking do you anything. Oh, you know, like you go for a job interview, you oh, know, what did you do? Oh, you know, I wrote, I wrote a 5,000 word essay on the importance, the significance of the kiss in early Jane Austen literature. Oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you'd be an investment banker. Fuck off. <laughs> All
0: right. Okay. All right. Shall we, um, Shall we move this on a little bit? Um, that was uh cathartic. Welcome back, by the way. It's good to have you back. It's been a while. Um, Let's look back at April then, first and foremost, and uh, let's start things off with talking about laser-shooting dinosaurs. And uh, I'm going I'm to hand this over to the voice of reason because, yeah, it's, this is all yours.
2: There is no, no way on God's green earth that I ever thought I would enjoy listening to a metal uh, album that has a song called Laser-Shooting Dinosaur. <laughs> Uh, without some sort of, you know, irony attached. Yes, Angus McSix and the Sword of Power. Um, Tell me, is that a power metal album? It's personally, I'm not sure it is. All right. In all seriousness, it doesn't have the dynamics of a lot of power metal. It doesn't have the neoclassical symphonic speed power metal that does. This is yeah, yeah. It's got the sort of the pomp. overblown ridiculousness of it. But a lot of the musical dynamics are missing from this album. It's, it, I wouldn't quite class it as a full-on power metal album. I, I don't know what it is. It's not. It's certainly not thrash or speed or anything else. But it's, it's just metal. But I think he's called himself fa- fantasy metal, and I think that's probably the best, best approach. I mean, it's, it's a Saturday morning cartoon, you know, brought to life, and and you got tracks like. Yeah, Amazons of Caledonia. Obviously, it's East Scottish, so it's a very, very Scottish-focused album. Just a little um, bit. Master of Universe, and yes, they—you know—the artwork is all very um, He-Man oriented. Um, Fireflies of Doom, and and the, the the fact is, all of the choruses are great, all of the riffs are great, and it's just one of the most accessible, catchy metal albums you'll ever hear. And yeah, lyrically, it's a- absolutely ridiculous, and you know, a lot of people are going to shy away from it because it's not serious and it's probably embarrassing and all of that and you're missing out it's it's my favorite album of the month by far
0: well fucking hell we've we've gone a bit early on that one then
2: um i'm afraid yeah it's it's yeah it's just such good fun so enjoyable and it's just good it's really good at what it does and i think it's, it's it's done like absolute big bucks in germany already i think it's like top five albums all stop
0: oh, fucking yeah germany germany sweden countries like that would lap this up
2: yeah
0: yeah 100 it's no I, I i really enjoyed it i i wouldn't say i enjoyed it as much as you clearly have but um <laughs> the first song i had i heard was six caliber which has got this this just this great huge call to arms kind of chorus and you know the rest of the album didn't give me the same you know injection of fun as that particular song but when i heard laser shooting dinosaur as we've discussed and as we've already put out on social media um we need to hereby start the campaign that that is next year's uk eurovision entry yeah it'd be perfect yeah and it it, it, it might actually give us a little bit of credibility in at the same time
2: we need we need to you know you know we like a eurovision we always take it seriously but sort of not seriously and you know i mean we loosened up last year and samurai the song was pretty good um And then now we don't want to win it again, obviously, because we don't want to host it again. But, no,
0: it costs too much money.
2: But it's just for, we've you got know, a coronation do to once, pay for. Just for once, do 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 a lordy, do a, you know, something ridiculous. Well, yeah. Why not? We just yeah. yeah. So
0: after after next week's Eurovision, I'm gonna I'm gonna start putting this out every fucking week if necessary, yeah. whatever happens. But it's, it's it's a lot of fun, and fair play to him with the whole shit that went on with Glory Hammer, and he's gone on, he's done this, and he has gone fucking balls deep with this there's no messing straight to the point It's exactly clearly exactly what he wanted to do so good fun yeah children of the reptile heavy is the head came out on april the 7th um i stumbled across this band a little bit before the release It drops a couple of singles and um i, I realized just good old no frills retro heavy metal and it is there's a lot of that out at the moment but you know i i like it. it's very it's quite saxon-esque it's just good songs, big choruses, um, burner. There's a ballad on it. Um fear the old blood, I think it's called, if I remember rightly now, that, that is a real sort of slow burner, a bit like Fade to Black, that kind of thing. And ends up in this this big kind of not quite a crescendo, but a, a big old old school heavy metal sort of second half. And okay. again, it's it's just it's just all the right ingredients in the right place. Good songs, good riffs, good vocals, not reinventing the wheel. By any stretch of the imagination, but and you really enjoyed this as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a significant new Wobham, uh vibe to this oh, album. Yeah,
0: definitely, definitely.
2: But they've got a very um, they've got a distinctive sort of melodic 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 approach. Yes. To it, um, and a, and a, vi- a youthful vitality. Uh, yeah. Which feels very modern, very fresh. Um, and I think that you know, combined with that old school approach, it's it, it just stood out for me quite a lot this month overall. I think the songs are good. I'm not I don't I don't think it's a classic by any means, but no, 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 yeah, no. It, it's just got a bit more to it, I think. It just it's just how how it all blends together. Um it's it's one that's gonna, you know, I'll, I'll be listening to this often throughout the year, I think. And and I think it will, you know, sink in gradually quite well. They've got the
0: potential to grow as a band as well. I mean at the end of the day, this is you know, a debut album proper. Um, and, you know, who knows where they could go with it. When you can, there's, there's so many hooks throughout the album that they, if they can carry that on and just hone the songwriting, I think the next album could be, you know, could be a real winner. Yeah. And, you know, never heard of them before. It just clocked on a random, I think it was on um the full NWO THM YouTube feed. Oh, yeah, you got that, that. I think the song the song was Burner, I think. Um, yeah, really, really good. So if anybody's into that kind of thing, you know, go and check it out because it, it's good. It
2: feels yeah, I think a basic comparison, it feels a bit like haunt, but with a bit more a bit more firmness. Yeah, yeah. It, it a bit like the
0: um the the blind oath album last month. It is it's kind of got a similar kind of approach. It's just yeah hairs on your chest, kind of heavy metal. It's just that kind of thing. <laughs>
2: I've got plenty of those already.
0: <laughs> um, but a, yeah, a little less, a little less metal and a little more hardcore. Um, the new Jesus Peace album dropped this month as well. Um, fuck me. That's so angry. Just so fucking angry. I mean, they're, they are an angry band anyway, but they've, they've kind of stepped it up a level on this one. And, I think this could be one of the strongest hardcore albums of the year. Um, the new new Drain album dropped today, which I've had a quick listen to. So I think that could come close once I've kind of got into that. But this one, it's it, it opens straight for the throat, this album. It's, it's just absolutely it's just there's, there's no fucking touching you up. It just goes straight in balls deep kind of thing. I think there's a couple of elements of corn on it, I, I, I heard, though. There's one song, Tunnel Vision. Um, the intro to that sounds like it could be mid '90s corn, but then it just goes straight into this, you know, Earth Crisis esque late '90s hardcore. They they are, you know, reliving that that era of that ultra aggressive metallic hardcore that was ran in the late '90s and early 2000s. And I think they'll, I think they could go a long way with this. The angry yeah. kids will lap it up.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a bludgeoning album. That's um, the word. It's um. And it's very dense. That's for certain, you know, for certain it's got... It's yeah, got there's a lot of low angle.
0: end on it in there. It really yeah. sort of gets you sort of deep down.
2: Yeah, and that sort of um, vibration, you know, it, there is a vibration to it. You can you can sort of feel it in the music. Yeah. It's 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 definitely coming from the same angle as Code Orange have done in the past. Um, but they yeah. don't...
0: The, the, early, the earlier Code Orange stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. They, they yeah, yeah, certainly yeah. don't have the sort of melody... And the sort of invented inventiveness that Code Orange do these days, it's, you know, it, it, it is much more straight up in terms of hard. Um, I think, you know, I mean, for me personally, this isn't quite my thing, really. Um, but it's certainly it's listenable for what it is as a hardcore album. And I can see people, you know, who like their hardcore and like, like it heavy and shouty like this will really get behind it because it's, you know, it's very, it's a very cathartic album in that regard
0: it's a great workout i'll it give it that yeah it, it,
2: it does what it does very well yeah. so you know yeah i mean certainly would recommend it from that point of view
0: i've never seen them live but i i, I can only imagine that they um they are rather brutal i think yeah
2: well i put them on way. my bill so you know if that if that if that comes up then
0: <laughs> you, come along. that's true you did <laughs> for different reasons maybe but yeah look like i said you know it it, it helps me hark back to that to those, those great late 90s, early 2000s hardcore bands. And that's what I like about it, I think. I haven't heard anything like that because there's no sort of crossover thrash in it, which a lot of hardcore bands around these days are doing. Yeah. It's just straight up hardcore. Yeah. No fucking about just hardcore. And that's, weirdly, that's quite refreshing. And talking of thrash, there have been two, you know, obviously not Metallica, but there have been two thrash bands that released albums this month. i will start with Overkill, the, the old... The old dog in this in, in, in this section. Um, look, I've never been the biggest Overkill fan. I've never really got into them any great way. They're one of those bands that kind of passed me by over the years. I think.
2: Yeah, but, we've, we've we've overlooked them.
0: Yeah, I think yeah yeah. The, the, I think that's probably the right way of looking at it. But look, I gave this a go because I saw a lot of people. Raving about it on social media on its release. Um, the album's called Scorched It came out on the fourteenth of April. I tell you what, it's it's fucking good, and I'm going to go back and listen to earlier Overkill stuff because of it. It's not really what I would call a thrash album as such. No, it's no. There's, yes, there's there's thrashy moments to it. Granted, but it, it, they almost they almost sound a bit like modern day except just with the, with a bit of extra aggression. It's it's got that kind of that almost that Teutonic beat that, that accept have yeah which I mean, which but, I, which is probably why it's probably why I like it because it's it's
2: catchy there's a real groove to it at times proper you know it's it's not like i say it's not really a fresh album i mean it touches on it but they definitely move beyond that and it's just it's 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 metal it's you know it touches on a lot of different things but i mean one of my favorite tracks of the year full stop is going home this you know this ascending chorus and verse yeah that, it's, that underpins it and it's you know it's it's you know anthemic very very fist pumping and it's yeah it's it's one of my one of my favorite tracks of the year but you know the end the closer bag of bones is just this you know it's almost this drinking drinking grooving anthem isn't it it's just um it's a stomping album yeah. and it's got that that sort of like i said it's 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 something
0: I'm going to go back and give them and give them a chance. The earlier stuff, I've, I don't know why
2: I've never really paid any attention to them. Well, I think that the fact is they've never made a classic. They've never made no, you know, perhaps unlike, not. Unlike you know your big fresh albums or the, the 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 second league below that, they've you know they're rarely in any lists for like classic fresh album or classic. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. be in a list of like fresh albums you should also check out, etc. Um, and they've always maintained a, a fan base as a result. But um, yeah, they, they they've never made a classic or or an almost classic. Um, I mean, I listened to The Age of Decay the other week, which, yeah, it was solid, but it didn't, you know, it it didn't have the immediacy of, like, the First Testament album, for example. Yeah. So, you know, that's probably why. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, based on this album, which I I thoroughly enjoyed as well, definitely worth worth listening to.
0: The standout song for me is is called Fever, which actually starts off as a bit of a ballad. Got a bit of a, a, a new every British heavy metal feel to it. And then it just goes into this proper stomping anthem, and it's it's got a great bluesy riff, bluesy riff kind of halfway through it, and that's what kind of made me take sit up and take notice, and then go back and listen to the rest of the album again. And yeah, I'm surprised. I've really enjoyed it. So maybe, yeah, maybe I'll enjoy early stuff just as much. But they've been getting a a lot of a lot of great press on this album as well. Yeah, It's, it's gone down really well. Just so happens that it came out the same month as the new Metallica album, so obviously comparisons are going to get oh, made, aren't
2: they? I think it was the same day, actually, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> actually, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh well, you know, at least someone's still doing thrash metal this month. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, no, they're not. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's that's, that's Saturday, exactly it. It fucking isn't just because no. it's heavy and more aggressive.
2: It's not a fucking thrash album. I mean, on that so on that day, you had the new Meta- you had new Metallica, Overkill, Holy Moses, yeah, and La Guns, yeah so,
0: <laughs> so it, it was what it was a day for the old farts basically yeah yeah more than welcome two weeks after that a much newer take on thrash was released so the, the new enforced album war remains came out on, on century media this is getting raved about all over the place this album look thrash metal is definitely alive and well with stuff like this again it's another one it's straight to the point it's thrash metal yeah there might be a little bit of hardcore crossover in there few riffs here and there but it is just thrash metal in the same way that power trip do thrash metal ultra aggressive fast there's plenty of slayer on it mercy killing fields i think it's called starts off like a mid-paced kind of slayer track and then just goes full-on full-on fucking thrash and i think in a year where new metal seems to be having a bit of a renaissance which i'm seeing way too much of just great to have these bands just doing just doing fucking thrash metal, thrash fucking metal, and and it's there's no nonsense with it. It's just thrash.
2: Yeah, and I think that kind of sort of uh, maybe underpins what kind of didn't grab me about it. You know, I think the, the, the comparison with Power Trip's interesting because I think Power Trip what didn't initially grab me, but um, when they they clicked, they did. But you know, they've got that heaviness, so they've got that brutality, and that sort of real sledgehammer approach. I mean, Enforced approach is a bit more. A bit more hardcore but the guitar sounds a lot more fuzzy a lot more buzzing kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. More cutting whatnot it's it's not sledgehammer like like certain thrash bands are that's kind of what i like for my thrash um it's interesting because a lot of the artwork is very gray isn't it There's yeah the, yeah the previous
0: album was all yeah it was grey. yeah
2: and i think overall that's kind of a vibe i get from them to be honest and i i know i'm probably going to be one of the outliers in that regard but you know, you know, unlike municipal wastes of the world, there, there's a, there's yeah, there's a sort of middling greyness to them, and I think the, the songs themselves don't really stick out for me. They're they're, they're quite competent at what they do, absolutely, but I'm not really getting anything memorable. Um, and despite my best efforts, I can't. I honestly can't really get into this band at all. Um, I
0: think what what was a what was a better. And look, don't get me wrong, I really enjoyed the enforced album, but I think what was what was a better thrash release this month, and Padre, I think you'll like this lot as well, was, was Acidara, Echoes of the Ancients. It was an EP, four-track EP. Um, it is a bit more crossovery I, thrash.
1: I, I, I listen, I, I did so I did listen to the uh, enforced album.
0: What did you think of it?
1: Yeah, it's good. I, there's some really good riffs on that. Um I like the guitar tone, I like the production as well. Um, I haven't listened to it. I've listened to it in like a song here and a song where I haven't like sat down and listened to the all the way through it, i i I like it it's definitely, um like you said there's some really good like chunky groovy riffs on there, and um the the riffs are um sorry, the 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 vocals are good as well so um so yeah no it's just i mean I'd definitely say go and go and check it out i I need to go and listen to it all the way through but i like i liked it it's just definitely um i I don't really know much about the band, so uh just give it was a nice surprise, you
0: know. Well, they 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 don't have a massive profile certainly in the UK, to be fair. But I think that there's been enough fuss about this album that they probably will. But yeah, like I'm I'm saying, Acidara echoes of the ancients. This four track EP, Padre, you will like this. So yeah, go away, and listen to this. They're from Wales. Um, he's good old crossover thrash, as he's quite popular at the minute. You know, a good dose of hardcore, properly aggressive vocals.
2: Big potential. This band. Yeah. This this
0: was better. This was better than the enforced album for me.
2: Yeah, I mean this this is much more much more up my alley. They've got you know they've got the sort of 80s kind of look to them, you know, yeah. their art, artwork, but they've got that epic feel uh um, yeah. that you know Metallica did in, back in the day and whatnot, and and you know, Megadeth and Slayer did at times. And it, you know, there's a lot of technical musicianship there and whatnot, but it's it's heavy. It's it's yeah. heavy, it's sledgehammer heavy at times and yeah, this this I think this could be one of the EPs of the year.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I've, uh, they they dropped one song off it um, a couple of months back, which which was really promising. The the EP they released before had kind of touches of this, but it it was a little bit more hardcore focus. Whereas this, they have gone more down the thrash angle. And yeah, boys, Asadara, I think they're they're definitely ones to watch. And you know, they they deserve a lot of credit for for that for that release. Let's have some more let's have a full length album let's have some live shows and let's let's see what they're all about that's enough of thrash anyway because it's all too angry and aggressive we're all too old for all that <laughs> things a bit more retro um my album of the month well actually that's that's kind of split between two but this is definitely one mm. of them um bloodstar first sighting mm. uh, you you brought up this this one track on the album that was released before it, Cold Moon, I think it was. Cold Moon, yeah. Yeah, it's got a very sort of 70s heart feel, isn't it? So that got got me interested straight away. The album's dropped, fucking love it, and I think this it's gone straight in the the album of the year list, which is growing all the time. Look, it is very retro, very 70s, 70s hard rock. There's this you know plenty of blues in there. Female vocals, the majority of it, but like, it's just brilliant, just a collection of great great songs. It's so hooky, yeah. Can't get enough I- of it.
2: I mean, people say that like, it's classic heavy metal, which I, I I don't quite agree with. I think yeah, it's got a. If, if we're talking classic heavy metal, we're talking more seventies. Sort of oh, yeah, heavy definitely seventies. You know, not definitely 70s. it's sort of pre-new album. It's not very very eighties in feel. It's it's got that sort of seventies uh, earthy vibe to it. But yeah, we, we really need to talk about the vocalist. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sort of checked out the name yet. So if we we have, but her vocals are stunning. Yeah. And whenever she opens her mouth, it's just, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it feels like more than an instrument. It's, it's a, you know, it, it feels like a sort of clarion call. It's just, it, it, I mean, it adds, it probably maybe makes the um, album better than it actually is. I think it's good, but I think if the vocals were maybe less powerful, I think it would be like, yeah, this is a good album. But it just elevates the whole thing to something much more. Yeah, much more impactful. And they're definitely the best vocals I've heard this year on an album. Yeah, they are they are they are Hardly stunning. Absolutely stunning. And yeah, I've obviously I've made the comparisons to 70s Heart because of but that's kind of what it reminds me of. But it's much oh yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's a good yeah. album and it needs to be listened to you know just for the vocals if if you are unsure. The, the the
0: the what the highlight song in it for me is called Going Home. It's 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 the long, I think it's the longest song on the album, it's about six and a half minutes and it kind of builds and builds and builds. It's got this this just amazing guitar solo towards the end of it and it, it's it's a proper it's a proper sort of hairs on the back of your neck kind of album this. And you're right, it is the vocals. It's just an additional instrument. I think it just gives it an entire new dynamic. There's a lot of these kind of bands around. This sort of classic 70s style heavy metal with female vocals, very bluesy, but this is like Ruby the Hatchet last year, which was my album of the year in 2022, this has got a very similar feel to it, and I just just love the atmosphere, love the songs. It's going to be up there, at
2: the end which, of the year. It's oh, you know, I didn't make a note of this, which is terrible. But there's a there's a track on it where she shares the vocals. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah, uh, and it's that and that dynamic plays off. Yeah, and again, it's again, yeah, he he's got solid vocals, but when she comes in, it's just like whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what the song is, but it just reinforces how how amazing she is.
0: Yeah, go, go and check it out. Bloodstar, Blood Blood Star. sorry, Bloodstar. <laughs> First sighting, came out on the 21st on Shadow Kingdom Records. There's some nice vinyl knocking about as well, which is already winging its way to me. So yeah, okay. some of that. Equally retro, Margarita Witch Cult. Not only, now look, I, I know, you know this didn't grab you so much, but not only is that one of the best band names I've heard in recent years, um, this is another one I love. It's, it's much more Sabbathy. This it's a lot heavier, a lot more fuzzy, um, very fuzzy. and yeah. yeah, very very fuzzy. And look, they're from Birmingham, so they're from the home of it all. You know, there's a lot of witch on this. The witch finder comes and be my witch. Two great songs. You didn't. This didn't grab you so much,
2: did it? It didn't grab me. But then again, I'm not like the the, the biggest advocate for. The fuzzy stonery kind of you know, um, doomy ish metal that's that's not so much my thing, um, unless it's heavy, you know, you, know, yeah. you, you have you have Candlemass, star whiffs, then I'll pay attention, but this isn't quite my thing. But you know, I can I can I can tell that they're definitely going places, you know, they, they've definitely got something there and, and and they know what they're doing, they're good at what they do. I, I just think it just comes down to a, a matter of taste, really, and it's, it's just not my thing, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I get that.
0: It is, like you said, it is very fuzzy. There are three-piece, so obviously you've got a lot of reliance on, on the bass, which yeah. gives it that extra kind of low-end groove. Yeah, there's, there's, there's again, just another band. There's a huge amount of promise they could go a long way with this. And again, they'll probably end up getting more traction on mainland Europe than they will in their own country which is which is a real shame and i know i think olaf from enforcer made a comment in an interview a couple of weeks ago about proper heavy metal just not having the right following in the uk so a lot of these bands won't play here Mm. and a band like this i think are going to be in a similar boat even though they're from birmingham they're going to end up having more luck in mainland
1: europe
2: yeah i don't know i don't know Was they didn't really sound very british to me there was nothing about them sort of maybe you know made of distinctive from like what you could identify where they come from or It's
0: a little bit of a from. deep south
2: america kind of yeah, doomy feel to it, like granted but
0: yeah i i do i just think with all the festivals there are on mainland europe you know even stuff like keep it true that's that's where they're going to end up i think and and they'll probably do quite well so yeah and it is a great name for a band margarita witch cult fucking great
2: yeah
0: um they're playing desert fest tonight as well i think for anybody who's uh, in oh, yeah. town to celebrate the coronation and get a bit of fuzz as well, so yeah. Skin her, heart struck. This was an interesting one. It's very '80s hard rock, Dokken, kind of. I let you take this because this was something you were looking forward to, wasn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Well, the advance,
2: the, um, the advance track was called Your Next. Um, I mean, look, it's it's '80s metal, but it's it's you know very sort of chart friendly 80s metal it's got a bit of a glam vibe like you say a bit of a hard rock maybe a bit of sort of early 80s but what sets it out is is basically the the approach that this guy's taken and He's greek and it's effectively a one-man project but he's he's basically managed to identify the very few instances in the 80s where you know um, arena metal bands were on horror movie soundtracks. Yeah. So your obvious examples are, you know, Dock and like you say on Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. I think it was a band called Autograph who were on Fright Night. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's I mean Return of the Living Dead 2 had a couple of examples, but you know what these bands did is they managed to just sort of turn their sound just to sort of have a bit of bit of mystique on that particular song just a little bit of a a sort of eerie vibe um, you know a few more minor keys here and there this was interesting because a lot of these bands were very major key and anthemic focused and when they when they brought brought in the minor key to it it had a very interesting dynamic which which was quite appealing but it made those choruses quite you know uh, distinctive um you know, it wasn't horrible sounding music. It wasn't like nasty, you know, death or or you know, horror movie. It was still very accessible '80s metal, but it's just yeah, it was like we're we're gonna we're gonna do something for horror movies, and it, and it worked when it happened very rarely. And what this guy's done, he's he's basically made an eight-track album that focuses on that completely. This is this is an '80s horror movie metal album, yeah, and it's great for what it is. It's great. He he has identified. How to get those choruses right, absolutely perfectly, um, and you've got key changes in there for Christ's sake. Key changes during a chorus. I mean, there's there's one track, and I just need to dig it out because unfortunately it's not on Spotify. But you know they've got their choices and they want to do. But it is on Bandcamp, and I do need to buy the album today because it's Bandcamp Friday. Um, yeah there's a track called interstellar interstellar love
0: hysteria, love hysteria. and yeah. the
2: key yeah. change in the middle of that chorus
0: is fucking unreal
2: i can't it's, <laughs> it's just like yeah it, it's just one of those where you just think
0: oh wow when it, i got to that song i've gone back and listened to it yeah. like, without just gone back and listened to it two or three more times that chorus is just fucking brilliant it's absolute gold
2: it's sublime it's, and it's, it's one of my favourites of the year, it is. But, but yeah, the, the, the You Are Next that it opens up with, it's it's just a distinctive chorus. It's, you know, obviously the yeah. slasher thing going on. You've got tracks like Night Cull, uh, Dance With The Dead. You've got a sort of ballady thing, at closer at Josephine. And, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, 40, 40 uh, sorry, eight tracks, I think just under 40 minutes. And it's, yeah, I mean, I've not seen enough people talk about this album, but I think no, not at all. it will be enjoyed. It will be just enjoyed a lot more if people knew about it. And I think maybe the lack of Spotify uh, is, is a thing because I think people just go to it with ease. But um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just the fact that he's basically just gone for a very specific thing, which no one else is doing. And he's just, he's nailed it. I mean, the verses aren't quite so good, but a lot of the time with kind of, those kind of songs, the verses were always a bit low key. It's almost like yeah. they're sort of building up to a, you know, a horror movie moment with that chorus. But yeah, I I this this needs to be listened to a lot more. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. Even the even the, the artwork's very cool as well, isn't it? With the, the knife, yeah. reflection of the woman in the knife. It's it's very, 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 very 80s horror. Um, one song that stood out for me was a song called He Sees You, which is mostly instrumental. It could be a fucking carpenter brute track. Very, yeah. very electronic.
2: Yeah, just, it, you it, know, it's like movie much, soundtrack stuff. Really,
0: yeah. Just very, very cool. And Look, it didn't click at first, but after three or four listens, it started to make sense. And once I clocked that chorus, yeah, with the stellar love hysteria, I was like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm sold. I'm fucking sold."
2: Yeah, no, I think I think the connection to Carpenter Brute and obviously his current sort of horror slasher trilogy, I think, is yeah. very distinctive. I mean, yeah, this is, yeah, it's a lot more metal, but it's it's definitely in that sort of sort of sub 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 sub, sub genre, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, this yeah, it, it, this this needs to sell more. So uh, get on that.
0: Yeah, if, if you're into that kind of thing, big '80s choruses, just fucking. Which look, who isn't? If you're listening to this podcast and you're not into proper big '80s metal choruses, then why are you fucking listening? This is right <laughs> on the <your> street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One that I have struggled with this month, and a lot of people have raved about it, um, is "Violent Creed of Vengeance" by Smolder i've i've i heard some of their previous output and it was quite sort of plodding mid-paced you know epic metal type thing and i first heard this and it's a it's a bit faster and it's a bit more full-on but you know what can i get into it can i fuck i just it just isn't isn't clicking with me at all and i don't quite understand why because it's got all the elements
2: yeah i mean i i have to agree there um and i don't really want to because I think this is one of those, this is an album, that I really, really want to like. I, yeah. Mean, yeah, I, mean, me that, I mean, the cover artwork for for a start, it's just is incredible. It's amazing. I mean, it's you know, there's no out- amateur quality work there. That is just beautiful. It's it's just so you know, it's that's like a classic Syrus Ungar album, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. So that, nicely done. You know, that could have been painted by Frank Frazetta. Yeah, um, and he, yeah, I mean, he was brilliant. But it's yeah I mean you know let's 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 come to a couple of the positives here. I think you've got there's a couple of tracks. Uh, you've got the Talisman of the Blade, which you know on a you know you, it opens up on a, a pretty memorable riff and you've got this sort of they don't really do choruses, uh, but they've got this, this sort of chorus which has this descending riff, which again is it's memorable. Um, and I think it's, it's a definite standout on the album for me. And you've got Spell forger, which again, it's got a memorable riff there and it rattles along at a much faster pace and it's got some urgency to it but for me nothing else on the album matches that even even the the 10 minute closer dragon slayers doom which you know it's got a few moments but it's yeah i can't quite get it but i think i think for me it's epic it's epic heavy metal and i think when you're doing epic heavy metal you've got to have a just a slight Uh, amount of humor to what you're doing I think you know they take it very seriously and they're very good I think they I think they are good at what they do and they take it very seriously and I think that kind of maybe just reduces the appeal because it almost feels like they're trying to approach something that needs (laughs) a bit of ridiculousness to it from a very serious angle and I, 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 I don't know maybe maybe that's unfair of me but it's just I I think, or maybe it's just a simple case of, I actually think the vocals don't fit the music. That's not a criticism of her. Again, I think her vocals are great, but I think a lot of the time the vocals, the dynamics of the vocals don't quite match the dynamics of the music.
0: Yeah, I, I I, 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 I agree with that. I think it's, I really want to like it, and I keep finding moments in it. I don't know. Maybe if I go back and listen to it more and give it some time, it, it might kind of click later on down the line. But it just so, so some of the songs are just a little bit, a little bit all over the place. It kind of it's you like a groove will start, but it just won't go anywhere, and, and they'll go off on a on a different
2: tangent. I just there, there, there's a bit of lack of structure,
0: I think. Yeah, it's it's really frustrating because it just. Uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm maybe I'm trying too hard to like it. I don't know. Maybe if I if I forget about it for a month and I'll come back to it and give it another go,
2: then it might it may click. But yeah. I, I think there's a, i think the couple of albums the, the couple of tracks I mentioned, I'm gonna stick on a playlist. I think I, I do like those, but just let as an album it's not it's not quite there for me. No, it's not. But we I, I will
0: persevere with it and 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 give it another go later on down the line. Um one quick mention before we we get on to an album I really want to talk about, um, Monoliths of Wrath by Lucifuge, because it's on Dying Victims and we love Dying yeah. Victims. Um, <laughs> it's, it's speed metal. It's Slayer, Venom, worshipping, awesomeness. It's great fun. I don't need to say a lot about it. I don't know if you've listened to it much, but songs like Before the Altar of Famine and Sacrifice, the, the Slayer riff at the start of that, banging, absolutely love it. It is. It is what it is. Side B is probably stronger. It, it finishes really well. Maybe a bit of a slow start, but yeah. As far as speed battle goes, good fun.
2: Yeah, I mean it, it. It's solid stuff, and I think this is this actually does appeal to me a lot more than Hell Crash.
1: How you know, fucking
2: who, dare you? Which you know they're they're doing similar sorts of things, but I think I think the, the guitar sound it, it's just it's just got a firmness to it because they're they're approaching it from a far less I suppose rock and roll. Uh, Angle than Hellcrash did, which I don't know, just fits for me. Um, There's no, there's no skull fucking of serpents though. No, 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 there, there isn't. But uh, there, there, there's a lot of like Lucifer, which you know, that's fine. But it's (laughs) no, I mean, it's, 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 it's it's all right. You know, I've I've had a couple of listens of it. It's, it's not like amazing for me, and you know, um, I don't, you know, I'm not sure I'll I'll be coming to this a great deal more. But it's, it is listenable at the very least for me, and um, yeah, you've got a firm. Guitar sound, a good bit of drive there, and you know there is enough. I think certainly to to appeal to people who like this kind of thing.
0: Yes, I would agree with that. It's it's good fun, but nothing more. um <laughs> there's, there's not enough serpent skull fucking. So <laughs> yeah, Hellcrash, I think is still probably my favourite speed metal album of the year so far. But but the, new, the the new Enforcer album came out today, so we'll talk we'll uh, about that another time. Well, that's,
2: yeah. That's um,
0: I mean. <laughs> but the, the the last album I want to talk about. Because I've, I've been, ever since going back a few episodes, we talked about this band because they they did a performance in a Waterstone store in Bristol, which are clocked on social media. And it was very odd. Um, and we referred to them as black metal beekeepers. In fact, I think we actually named the episode that week, Black Metal Beekeepers, mainly due to, to how they're kind of dressed. You know, anyway, that's, that's a side issue. So the band are called Wallowing. They're from Brighton. Their new album's called Earth Reaper. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they, they're, they're now signed to Church Road Records, another label that just keeps fucking banging out great music. Definitely the most interesting release of the month. They're also going to come on the podcast in a few weeks for a bit of a chat because I really want to find out exactly how they go about writing music like this. I'm I, almost almost a little bit lost for words. It's seven songs. There's only actually four full-length songs. One of those is 11 minutes. One is 21 minutes, which is the title track. To give you an idea, if you've not heard them, I, I, you can take Cult of Luna, Isis, Today is the Day, even stuff like that, Burnt by the Sun. There's all that kind of thing in there and a whole fuckload more, even a bit of Hawkwind thrown in the mix at times. It's so hard to describe what this band sound like that, it, it's you it, almost can't talk about it I, I i don't really know where to start when i was listening to the album halfway through there's a song called cyborg asphyxiation which i posted out on twitter that this is like the sound of the apocalypse and then i got to the title track earth reaper which like i said is 20 mono minutes long and this is just an absolute fucking monster of a way to close an album huge hung out sort of doomy riffs kind of all the way through it. The, the vocals go right through you in in a, in a good way. You know, it's, it's, it's nothing sort of too painful. It's some real bluesy guitar stuff about six minutes into it, which I love. And then about 15 minutes into it, it goes into this like proper kind of classic hardcore two-stepping kind of, you know, doing windmills around Camden Underworld sort of thing. And it just all comes out of nowhere. I've never heard anything like this. All the, the mad stuff that we've listened to over the years and all the crazy bands that have been, I've never heard anything like this. I don't know what you think, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm again, it's another one that's gone in the album of the year list.
2: Well, at the moment, I can't really give a firm opinion because I've only managed to listen to it once. I think Yeah, that's not really- enough. Everything going definitely. on with me at the moment, and all the all the other albums, I, I, yeah, something like this, I need to give attention to, and at the moment, definitely, I can't give it my full attention with with, with other nonsense going on. But I, I want to. That's the thing is, I actually want to. It's like you say, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, and I think in terms of like metal labels, I know what I'd label it, but I'm not allowed to say the term on this wet on this podcast, so I'm not going to. Um, you, can, you can say you can say it it's fine you can say it go on post metal there you go there you go <laughs> I, no no it's no it would be described as that but it's you know you, you mentioned some of those bands but one band it reminded me they reminded me of which is what's going to keep me keep, keep me coming back and keep me interested was a band that was knocking around in the mid nineties, uh british band uh who released uh, an album and an ep and they were fantastic and then they disappeared band called Eden. Eden Yeah. You know, they had that, like you say, that inventive experimental in in this. They were quite heavy. They were very heavy. Lots of shouty, lots of freakouts going on. But these moments of calm, beautiful wonder. And they've got that similar vibe to me, uh, to me, to them. Um, (laughs) And that's kind of, you know, that's a band that should have been loved massive you know, yeah. a lot more wider but there, there were a lot of bands like that i mean you have bands like uh you know devil soul bear soul uh um, johnny truant, johnny truant one. You yeah know. um and i think when you consider what the musical climate was like at that point in time it's just there wasn't enough support for stuff like that which is a shame because they were you know they were all great i think yeah they, yeah
0: i agree yeah they were um
2: but i think this is kind of you know i think this this reminds me of those that kind of stuff and you know, that's what's going to kind of, you know, pull me in a bit more. And
0: um, if you, if you take yeah. all that and throw in, throw black metal into the mix, I think that's where this lands.
2: Yeah. that sort of a uh, death haven sort of thing. Yeah. Going on.
0: Yeah. 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 Listening to it only once. Yeah. It, it, it definitely takes, it's going to take more than that. Um, You know what? I, I hadn't thought about Eden main, but when you started reeling that off, all of a sudden that, yeah, that, that clicked. And there was another band around at the similar time. I, believe they were canadian they were called buried inside and again i think the album was called iconoclast It ran out in around about 2000 and 2004 2005 i don't know i can't remember it was a relapse records kind of thing so you you can't that kind of gives you an idea what it would be but that reminds me of this as well very apocalyptic very sort of they're supporting strigoy at the underworld in october november whenever that is with the infernal sea as well so I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do live, really looking forward to that because this music is is out there. I yeah. just want them to go and play this full forty four minutes, to be honest because all the like I said, there's there's four proper tracks and then kind of three interludes, but it all it all works. it all goes in as a sequence. They're not individual tracks. It's almost like one long song in a time where you know we look at a lot of bands that are doing old school stuff, new wave of traditional heavy metal, crossover thrash all of that and you've still got bands like this that are taking it forward it's it's yeah it's it's refreshing a bit like sorry the one last one that we wanted to talk about was grave pleasures i haven't really listened to this much and i wish i had because what i have heard i've really enjoyed i just haven't given it enough time so i think you you've spent a bit more time with this haven't you
2: i have yeah and i've i've made a point of doing so because this is a yeah so this is a, a, a basically a finnish post-punk band i've got a british singer matt mccurney um who guest starred on come to uh, previous album which track was he on whoever beast
0: oh fuck me okay same chap.
2: yeah i know okay. didn't even click didn't even click but did, did, did some digging for the today and yeah i was like oh okay um yeah but they're they're a finnish slash british post-punk outfit um on century media so you know it's a bit of a bit of a weird fit but yeah we'll go with it um, and the album's called plague boys um now yeah i saw some positive um positive words being said about this band and i'd never heard of them before um and to begin with i i wasn't sure and i you know i, I like my post-punk i like that sort of yeah this is your bag of, isn't it? Yeah. you know gothy ethereal sort of weird kind of thing going on you know I'll, you know i love susie for Banshees and you know, joy division and all that stuff like white lies as well here and there and yeah initially this had a very different vibe vibe because you know the, the the note progressions were very odd very unexpected unpredictable um they didn't really have that mainstream sort of appeal that a lot of classic post-punk actually has um and i was a bit yeah, I was a bit uncertain of them and I kind of wanted to like it. But I think to begin with, I didn't. But I, I kept hearing positive things about the album and it was like, right, you know what? I want to like this album. And if if I give it a couple of goes and I don't, I so be it. It's just the way it is. You know, I, you know, it's, it's going to happen. I, you know, I wasn't enforced and it's a thrash. It's just, it's just the way it is. And this is now one of my favourites of the year, quite simply. It's. It, it, it's it's like this sort of black film that soaks into you gradually it just it just it just takes a bit of work but yeah but the how they how they put their songs together that, that like i say those note progressions it is odd it is dis- discordant and, and unwieldy but there's there's some really deft and beautiful melody there that just fits you've got stuff like high on a song called high on annihilation which has got that sort of climbing climbing sort of beauty to it before a very very baritone based verse which yeah it's very in curtis but it complements that chorus well and then you've got stuff like society of spectres which is a lot more driven but it it, you know it, it it comes across like white lies just with a bit more bit more urgency to it um but yeah you've got some real insular choruses there which which are accessible but just need that bit of work but yeah for it is, it is pure post punk, but it's it's certainly an enjoyable album for that regard. Um, and yeah, I, I if you like me and you weren't weren't sure to begin with, I would stick with it because it is definitely a grower.
0: That's where I sit. In the clicks, minutes it yeah, clicks. I, I, I kind of like the sound of it and the, the general kind of vibe, but I, I I just didn't give it enough time, so I. That hearing that I, I I will go back and give it a bit of a proper listen, give it a bit of a car listen, so I can kind of focus on it and and see where it goes. And I'm I'm fussy with this kind of music. Some yeah. do like, but a lot of it I don't. So, but I feel like it, I think feel like it needs to be given the time.
2: Yeah. No I, no, I i definitely one of my favorites of the
0: month. And like you say, you know, this is it's a little bit of a curveball for Century Media. It's not the sort of thing mm-hmm. you'd necessarily expect them to to release. So yeah, you know, that in itself makes it interesting. But, um yeah i'll go back and give it another go that april was april was a solid month um a couple of absolute bangers but not quite as strong as march but there's my album of the year list is now up to about 16
2: 17 i think <laughs> <laughs> i haven't quite started tabulating it yet but it's i, I do need to, to i
0: have to my my memory won't allow me to get to november and go right what was my album of the year because i'll forget about so many so i've got to add them in as i go <laughs> And uh, I've taken a couple out, you know, some sort of things that haven't quite kind of, yes, at first they were great, but yeah, 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 yeah. there's a couple that have dropped out of the list, but yeah, Wallowing, Margarita Witch Cult, Bloodstar, those three from this month have have gone in the list.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think for me, it's I think Angus McSix, Grave Pleasures and Metallica are probably the
0: yeah, I, 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 yeah, Metallica were in there anyway. I would say. Just, you know, uh, fanboy and all that lot. And as far as EPs go, yeah, that Acidara that one, yeah, that's that's going to be up there by the end of the year, I think. But look, enough of that. Earlier in the year, The Voice of Reason was, was going through a uh, historical metal journey, and we, we've not heard anything from him for a few weeks. So, you know, where are you on this now?
2: We, we've had all these interviews and all sorts going on, haven't we? So it's yeah, um,
0: almost like trying to do some
2: kind of proper <laughs> yeah. entertainment platform. So, but yeah, um, yeah, no. So it's it's say it's put a bit of an effort. It's just trying to compile the list and select all the the albums worth giving a go to begin with. I mean, I'm pretty much at a point now where I've probably listened to every classic slash very acclaimed metal album of the eight of the eighties. Excuse me. And, you know, I've got to start getting more obscure or going down like the lists of stuff that, oh, you know, these are worth listening to because they're influential, but no one seems to know, you know, care much. That, that's next. And I don't know how to approach that. But, um, you know, I've covered all the sort of like the new album stuff, a lot of the glam stuff, thrash, the classic fresh, certainly Bay Area at least, early black as well. And I think what I was coming to next was Tower. <laughs> Yeah, i were some first the first three Halloween albums, which were enjoyable. Obviously, Keeper of the Seven Keys was was you know very well regarded and did enjoy that. Do
0: you find that ma- the, the 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 really early Halloween stuff is is more thrash than it is?
2: The th- yeah, Walls um, of Jericho. Um, you yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's that sort of thrash meets heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, you know, well, it's 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 more like sort of you know the American power metal stuff, if anything. Yeah, the US stuff. So um, but yeah, no, I thought I, I, I thought. You know, people talk about Keeper of the Seven Keys a lot, but I thought Walls of Jericho probably deserves a lot more uh, credit for, uh, you know, in, in, in the Pantheon. So, Davy Grudge will back you up on that. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> a couple of Man of War albums. So, you know, I, they've always passed me by Man of War, but let give them a go. And I, I see why people like them. You know, they're daft and they're enjoyable. and They like didn't pass
0: you by, they slipped by,
2: covered in oil. yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been digging megaton swords, so you know, maybe I should probably give them give them a bit more of a go, but um What era of man of war are you at? Well I'm still in the it's still world. 80s. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not gonna listen to Man of War post 92 for for reasons, but um yeah yeah, I listened to uh, well the the, the Amazon samples were Hail to England and Kings of Metal, because I think they were the, apparently the stands out. It's yeah, probably
0: yeah. yeah, that's probably the, the sort of key era, isn't it?
2: Yeah, they've 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 yeah, I get it. Oh, it's never gonna be my favorite thing, but for what for what they do, I get it. Um, you know, they they they've got a knack. Um, I think one one standout surprise, well, I say surprise, I mean it, it, it's it's held in very good regard on a lot of lists, but I'll i definitely need to check out more. Is um there's a band called Omen, uh whose debut album called Battle Cry from 1984. Uh, the album cover is bloody awful. Um <laughs> But yeah, this is you know this is US power metal early '80s, so it's you know it's got that new wobble, but very raw, but quite heavy and very fast. And you know there's some great riffs there, and definitely want to check out more.
0: Wow, that that artwork is fucking shocking.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and we've seen some shockers, haven't we, recently? So
0: Jesus Christ! But it, um, it makes you want to
2: listen to it though. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, it it's it. The cover betrays the quality of, of the actual work music, so yeah, Omen's Battle Cry. Battle cry. Um,
0: it was on Metal Blade,
2: so respect. Yeah, I checked out Hall of a Mountain King by Sabotage, which was all right. I'll probably come back to that. No,
1: no, no oh <laughs> dear, he was oh, do no. That. just no. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite funny you said that because I got this like pop up today from Spotify. It's like we've created a playlist for you. So I had a look at it and I'm like, it's like when your wife gets you um a birthday present and you're like, you know nothing about me. You know, <laughs> that was one of the songs that was on the list that was apparently the playlist that was created for me, along with Fear Factory for some reason. I don't know where they've got that. <laughs> I, I can, I can, categorically, say, I can ca- categorically say that I've never listened to, to um, Fear Factory on my Spotify catch, and I can prove that by looking at the history. But um, yeah, just. Uh, but you have listened to Sabotage? Not on. No, no. This, not, this is the stupid thing. None of the songs that were recommended to me, I've ever listened to on Spotify. I don't. It was like looking at like what I've usually listened to. Sabotage are a band that I came across at like university, and I was like, oh my god, like, you know, they they play classical music on the guitar, and you listen to like in the Hall of the Mountain King. It's not the one by Greek. You Obviously know? And, not. You know, no. That's just a waste. I mean, it's like, it's a waste of a good title for a
2: song. Well, well, but they do. They do cover that track. They just don't call yeah. it Hall of a Mountain King. Yeah. Yeah, bizarre.
0: So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a very different take. But they, they are an acquired taste, let's say. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, I don't know about that sort of uh, intrigued me is Crimson Glory, which I think I've mentioned a couple of times. But, yeah. yeah. The yeah. first two albums, it's got this sort of power slash prog slash heavy thing going on. And, you know, um, falsetto vocals. Can't really describe them much apart from that, but definitely be checking them out a bit more. So yeah. Are they kind uh, of
0: in that, are they in that kind of Queensryche kind of, because I've seen that name so many times and never listened to them.
2: Yeah, I think so, but not quite as storytelling. Right. Okay. Bit more, bit more direct. So yeah, I think there's something, I think there's something there actually. Right. I'll give them a go. I'll come back to that. Great name anyway. after that, because it's like, right? What what subgenres have I not exhausted yet, or not not at least prioritized? <laughs> and the next one, I thought I've got to do do metal because there's a few, you know, you have got stuff like Trouble and St. Vitus and Candlemass, and I've never listened to them, you know. So I thought I've got to give them a go, but I didn't really want to just throw myself into do metal for like two weeks, listening to a, you know different album each day because I think you know that would just, just be a bit too much. That so would thought, work. No, let's no. let's take it slowly. And I, what I wanted to do is I want to sort of mix it up, which is so it's taken me a bit of a bit of time and start digging into like the some of the hardcore stuff i've never listened to and like the cross a bit of crossover and some of your early early funk metal stuff just try and you know just a bit of a hodgepodge and whatnot so as the doom metal stuff i mean i really like the first trouble album called psalm nine yeah banger that was good, good. could have get into st vitus could get into them just just didn't click for me at all but there you go sorry alex yeah like candle mass uh, totally get Epicus, of course Musicus, Metallicus, totally get the, the appeal of that. So they will be coming back to that. Um wasn't Sakine on Pentagram. That's
1: a that's a band I haven't heard in a long time.
2: <laughs> awesome band.
1: Or oh, those those first few albums. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the
0: thing, it's due, but it's got a very eighties.
1: You know, yeah.
0: They they absolutely they absolutely nailed it on is it Nightfall? Yeah, I think no, yeah. I, just,
1: I don't I don't, I don't, don't know, know, know. But they just fucking know, absolutely
0: nailed the sound on that album.
1: You know, you know, I'm I'm averse to you know digressing and going off on tangents, but oh, of course, and I haven't been on in a while, so I thought you know it's only fair, and this is not even, and it's going to completely hijack this conversation, and I I don't care. Really. <laughs> I've I've just found a website called sendpubes.com where huh? <laughs> yeah, where you can actually send someone pubes with with a with a, with a customized note and. I don't think they're actually, I'm not, I'm I'm not saying they go around shaving people's pubes off or they've got some kind of like, you know, factory where, uh, they're just like, you know, people are growing pubes for you. (laughs) You know, for $11, you can get, um, black gold, granny's grays, lion's mane, rusty reds. But the best thing is the actual, uh, the testimony, (laughs) it was just like, uh, the, the first testimonial on the website is, uh, SendPubes.com has brought the art of letter writing back to life. I mean, I I think that says it all, really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Is this this the kind of shit you look
1: for on the internet?
0: How do you you get to SendPubes.com?
1: You you, you, you type in on Google, sending uh, by pubes online, and then you'll you'll be surprised what comes back. No, I'm thinking it would be quite funny to send, send pubes to all of those people that have been like ragging on the New Metallica album,
0: <laughs> you're gonna yeah. need a lot of pubes then. Yeah, well, that's gonna be a lot of growth.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but you know, I think I think they deserve it. Not even good pubes, like really, you know, smelly scraggly. pubes. Yeah, smelly. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, just like uh, your uh, you know, like your 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 criticisms of of Hammett's solos are like a pube in the teeth. You know, nice. Have fun picking out. I don't. I
0: have, oh. I don't even know where to fucking go with that. Um, I'll, I'll I'll come back onto
2: like the hardcore and the, the punk. Yeah, where the, where and where were you? There, there was there probably was, lot of there was no hair cubes involved there. in that. Go on. Well, yeah. So yeah, I mean, there, there's quite a few bands. Like, you know, a lot of the classic New York stuff that I checked because I was trying to go through all the various lists and think what do I want to listen to that's relevant to metal because you know I didn't want to listen to all of those hardcore bands, quite frankly, because there was a lot. I mean, you know, most of the Washington DC stuff didn't really have no. an impact on metal did it so yeah. you know I mean yeah I'm, I, I can could listen to some emo but it's not relevant to this journey whereas obviously you know black flag etc misfits you know stuff I'd listened to which I gave a go I, I said this to Bean, I, I you know I thought damage was okay I, I couldn't stand the second black flag around my war I just thought it was just discordant unlistenable bollocks but whatever yeah um yeah i mean suicidal tendencies i've never really checked out and certainly the first album i liked and also how will i laugh so i'll come back to those um, um me, so- me and
0: padre will 100 will back you up on yeah how will i laugh today it is an app a fucking seminal album that does not get the respect it deserves yeah a proper fucking bona fide classic the title track is one of my all-time favorite songs. It's an epic, lyrically brilliant. Mike Muir is best. Just a fucking classic, and I've still yeah, never yeah. seen them live, which still pisses me off.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the lyrics on the uh, title track, just yeah, just uh, outstanding. I mean, it, like, I've, I've got it. I mean, like, it's, it, it's, it, I think lyrically, it's probably one of my favourite songs because it just, it just works. I mean...
0: On that album as well, you've got Trip of the Brain, which is a thrash classic. You've got Pledge of Allegiance, which I'm pretty sure Suicidal still close their set with every night now. It's a proper fucking <laughs> shift in the air anthem. It's it's just so underrated.
2: But also, also on that topic, one thing I forgot to mention on the movie episode a few weeks back, and I I, I brought up Iron Man with ACDC, but you got institutionalised early on in that film. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, no, let just like going back to the lyrics. Sorry, like the the my favorite line on the, it's one of my favorite lines ever. Love and peace flash through my mind. Pain and hate is all I'd find. Find no hope in nothing new, and I never had a dream come true. Lies and hate and agony through my eyes. That's all I see. I mean, it's fucking that. Those are great lyrics.
0: Yeah, it's it's thrash metal poetry, yeah. mate. That's what it
1: is. And, and and the guitar tone as well.
0: Yeah, it's it's perfect um, in it because it's it's not too heavy. But it is yeah. it's, it's right it's right there and it's just got enough mid-range crunch to it, goes with the whole vibe of the album. It's just it is an absolute fucking masterpiece. People go on about join the army, but yeah, How Will I, I Laugh like, Today is where they hit that formula. Absolutely I, fucking brilliant.
2: Don't get the laugh for Join the army. It was, it was all right, but it's, it's a good just, album. That, don't get me wrong, yeah, but that's that's out.
0: when that's when they hit gold. But so it's also you know. it's
1: also a great name for a band. Of course it is. <laughs> of course it is.
0: Anyways, sorry, to, sorry to hijack,
1: but
0: yeah,
2: yeah. had to be said. Um, yeah, so like I say, there was a few, there was a few bands. I mean, I listened to DRI, Crow Mags, Agnostic Front. It, it was all right. A lot of it didn't really grab me, um, but uh, I mean, I liked. I, I never checked them out. Stormtro- Stormtroopers of Death, Speak English or Die. That was good. Great album. Yeah, great, album. great fun. Good. Game Over by Nuclear Assault. Another great album. That was good. Yeah, again, yeah, underrated. Um, death angel in an interesting one because i really liked the first album the ultra violence when they were kids and i thought the follow-up uh frolic through the park was bloody awful yes i agree with that i I think the first
0: one was so good they were never going to be able to follow that up
2: yeah it's just yeah interesting one that and i i I, I will give the third album a go because i think they, they you know stopped for a few years after that but yeah that was that was a bizarre combination but um the album they released a year or so ago a
0: couple of years ago is, is, is really worth a listen as well so yeah okay yeah, decent
2: um yeah i mean I, I checked out all of the bad brains 80s album which okay fair play but not my thing in fact I, if anything that last album where, where they went a bit living color probably appealed to me more uh quickness but yeah i like i like living color vivid that was good tried fishbone bit to no. out there for me, i think yeah um that's like i say i think that's pretty excuse me that's pretty much it um i'm at that point now where what i want to do is just because i'm a bit busy the next month trying to avoid being homeless uh is i'm gonna probably dip into the albums that i've you know enjoyed over the journey most and actually just like start listening to them properly and trying to absorb them properly rather than just listen to them once and say that's great um so i'll I'll indulge in. well i think if
0: if you're going to do that the first two candle albums are definitely where you you, you definitely need to get the epicus doom, because metallicus. Yeah, the- I mean,
2: I will, I will come back to those. But certainly, just I should- faultless
0: yeah. doom metal. Yeah,
2: and but what, what what am I going to do when I take it back up? Yeah, there's still some fresh stuff. There's there's still a lot of like more obscure fresh album that's that's on the best lists and all that. You know, some of the German stuff, etc. So I will I will start going through those lists and just trying to get them off and just give them a go. Uh, but then there's still some obscure US power metal stuff that I want to check out. I've I've curated a few playlists etc but what I don't want to do is I don't want to focus on the 80s too much now I kind of want to just dip back in here and there because I want to get onto the 90s yeah and I want to and I want to kick off industrial and groove yeah and that's something
0: you know industrial stuff is something we haven't really talked about that much on on this podcast and that whole you know we obviously did three full episodes on the 90s because it's a a hugely important time for us as 40-somethings it was our formative years as metal fans but industrial and that is something we haven't really no. touched on all that much. So
2: that'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah, but there's no
1: industry we... left, mate. It all got shipped out China. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean, like I say, obviously I'll revisit Ministry and Nine Inch Nails and the stuff for like. But there's this I've identified the albums by the likes of like KMFDM and Young Gods. Yeah, you know the obscure stuff um, that that you know is re- re- well regarded but wasn't big. But uh, yeah, I'll that'll be in a couple of months once I've sorted my stuff out. Right, I look forward to coming back to that.
1: It's, yeah. uh, it's, I'm just going to find him like sleeping on a park bench, listening to industrial. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all, I mean, you'll be, I mean,
0: all you'll be able to hear is the, is the German DB of lie back in the background. Oh
2: Christ. I mean, but seriously about you know, one of my favorite albums this year is, is the banishment and that, you know, that is just,
1: yeah, it really is. Giving me it's a, a rebirth of industrial. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I, I need to reiterate this because I've been saying this like for the last month. And. Um, I've been saying this actually for the last 10 or 15 years, and like, this this joke has been like long, long in germination, long coming to fruition. Tomorrow, when they crown Charles, when they put the crown on his head, they will play Zardok the Priest by George Friedrich Handel, which happens to be Champions the song League. that the Champions League thing was sampled on. I, and I guarantee you, and if, if anyone hears this, please... Hit us up on social media. I'm waiting for the top for the point where someone somewhere in a room goes, Why are they playing the Champions League thing? It is going to happen, (laughs) of course. It is predicting this for the last 25 no longer 20 20 years. And also, also, you know, like they've got to cover him in like the holy oil stuff. Well, firstly, they're getting the oil from Waitrose. And they've they've gone with like the Calabrian chili infused oil, and rather than the Archbishop of Canterbury, it will be a trio of, of Britain's finest celebrity chefs, because you know it's not really anointing; it's more like a marinade. Um, and Joey DeMaio
2: from Manowar. Well, you you you, you,
1: that, you that would be much better, you know.
2: You want to talk TV moments tomorrow, uh, which you know by the time this, this episode goes out would have been gone. Is going to be Liverpool versus Brentford or whoever they're playing on Saturday evening at five thirty, which is on the telly, because they're going to play God Save the they're King. They're Going to play before. God Save the King on that. And it's yeah. like fuck off. Yeah. At, at Liverpool, I'm, I'm I'm going into the pub yeah. for a swift half just to watch that because that's going to be. <laughs> That's gonna be amazing to see that that reception. Did
1: you did you did you um did you see the video of the Celtic fans? Yeah. I mean, like, no one in Wales and Scotland is gonna give a shit.
0: Not many people in England give a shit either, to be honest. <laughs> Apart from all you sad cunts, which I know obviously are not listening to this podcast, but fuck it, I'm gonna shout at you anyway. All you sad cunts who have spent this week camping outside Buckingham Palace for this event. Take a fucking look at yourselves. Whoever the fuck you are, it's not cool. It's not good. This is everything that is wrong with this fucking country.
2: And they're all you still excuse five
0: nights camping outside a big house in fucking London because some juggy cunt is getting a hat put on his head.
2: And they're all still excusing Prince Andrew. They probably oh, fucking are. They're all still saying, oh, well, you know, that's not so much of a problem, but Prince Harry definitely is a mega, de- you know, no. You, you lost me. You're, How you're dare not, Prince Harry marry a black woman? How fucking dare attitude? Attitude?
0: Are you? Fucking, it's just it just absolutely disgusts me. But I'm going to stop there because this will get our hand and and we'll probably end up getting. Taken but but like what
1: what though what what um if if we were to pick our own playlist for the coronation, what would we pick? I oh,
2: mean, you got to start God. with
1: number one, King Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Ele- Electric maybe, Crown
0: Testament would be another one in yeah. there. Fucking Friday. Uh, uh,
1: Motorhead, "Hail to the King." Yeah. Uh, what else is there? No, I, I'm, king, I'm Diamond. Not... king Diamond would have to be in there, something.
0: No, if it, you know what, if this was King Diamond's coronation, then yes, I will happily sit and watch <laughs> the BBC's coverage of it, hundred percent. But sadly, it's not. So, fuck the king. Let's just worship Rob Halford because that's way more important. But before we quickly before we go, I want to have a quick shout out for Warbringer and Hellripper last Saturday night in London at the Dome. I'm not the biggest fan of Warbringer, but fuck me, are they a great live band. And Hell Ripper, just awesome. 45 minutes of balls out fucking speed metal brilliance. Absolutely smashed it. His drummer, who also drums in Vacuous, is one of the fucking, one of the greatest drummers I think I've ever seen. Absolutely incredible. Great gig, great night. Hell Ripper's coming back to London in October at the Blackheart, 150 capacity venue. That's going to yeah. be an absolute killer fucking show. That is yeah, absolutely brilliant. One thing I will say, play two songs off of the new album and hearing it all played live, you can see what progress he's made as a songwriter because those two songs, he played Goat Vomit Nightmare and The Knuckle V, the step on from the previous stuff, which is great, but straight up speed metal to what he's doing on this album. If he continues that, he's got a massive future. Absolutely massive future. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to go a long way, I think.
2: The gap here, like I say, some of the stuff off the the new album is it's so epic and so distinctive, and it's just got, you know, the songwriting house is you know is brilliant there. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. he's got it nailed, and I'm hoping when he does this headline show in London in October that we'll get you know more songs off the new album, particularly the title track. I want to hear, yeah, but overall, just you know, Warbring had an hour. Hell Rep out 45 minutes. Quick shout out to to for Tour or Foba Tour, whatever they, they, they're called, the first band on, who were really, really cool. But those two bands, it's brilliant. And Tufnell Park Dome, we haven't been there for about 20 years, forgot what a great venue it is. Brilliant. I've, I've never been. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. No. Long, long time ago. So great night. Um, and thanks to James for the photos and everything as well. And a shout out to Nigel Savage as well. Nice to meet you. I think that's about it, isn't it, for this week? We've waffled on enough. I don't know.
2: I don't think there's anything else to cover.
0: No, probably not. So uh, we'll be back next week with more of the same. Um, fuck knows what, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll manage to do a couple of weeks run together. It's uh, it's good to be back. I think it's been it's been too long that the three of us have been apart, so it's good to be back. Yeah.
1: I'm, I, yeah, I I have actually decided that I will be buying some pubes from that website. Oh my <laughs> fucking god! I'm, I'm I'm I've already I'm going to put them on someone's desk at work.
0: And on that note, we will see you next week. Cheers for listening.